On the road up to Dublin, on the way to where they were locking me up like, I'm looking at the shed sitting across from me in the car, and he looks over at me and next he looks away fast. He says nothing like, but I know he's laughing at me being called special needs. I'm saying nothing either, but I'm getting madder and madder looking at him because I know he's dying to say it, and it's not fair on me like, because they probably had a big laugh about that over a cup of tea and a biscuit, all them guards bursting their arses at me and what they're calling me now. And I'm thinking too about that fella, the judge like, saying special needs. Like who do people like that think they are, talking like that? And I half remember then that it was my mam was the one who said it first. She must have got him thinking of it. It's one thing, my mother's saying it, but you've no right to be saying something like that. Like what a prick, all of them even. I'd be better off in that place I'm going to, I was thinking. Well away from the lot of them. I was wrong about that one in the end though. Well wrong when you think of it. But in the meantime I have this bollocks looking over at me every now and again. Like he's picking up shit. And I know the only thing to do is to give him a lesson then leg it. But I'd say they knew it and all. Because when they stopped for food the driver shed who was alright like took me to the jacks and stayed talking with me. And the prick shed stayed back a bit saying nothing and he kept out of the way like. Are you all right, Mickey? The driver shade asked me when the prick shade went up the pay. You seem agitated, he goes. Agitated, like? Me, like? I told him that other guard won't stop looking at me, and I knew he was laughing at me inside like he was laughing. And he asked me what the other guard was laughing at, and I told him what the judge said, and he started laughing then and all, and I got a shock at that because he seemed all right. But before I could hit him, he goes, Believe me, Mickey, special needs is nothing. A cute whore cockman like yourself would be the most intelligent fucker in that place where you're going, I guarantee you that. And I laughed at that then because I knew it was true. And when your man came back after paying, he goes, what are you laughing at? And I goes, you wouldn't have a clue, you're from Sligo. And me and the alright guard starts laughing again. But the prick guard, who was alright again, then too like, goes, I am not, he goes, I'm from Cavan, me. And the two of us burst our arses laughing at him again for that. First time I got a good laugh with a shade, I'd say. That cavern guard drove us the rest of the way up, and me and the other guard sat in the back, and one of us every now and again would go, I'm from Cavan, me, the same way he said it. Some laugh we had. Up above, I was in a cell with four other fellas. One of them was alright, but the other three were either bollockses or a prick. They all had bunk beds, but I got the mattress on the floor because I was the last one in see. When I got put in there first, like, they all stopped talking and one fellow with a load of freckles on his face goes, Your bed there, la? Pointing at the floor. And I thought to myself, he's a prick anyway. His hair was standing up on the top of his head like he got out of bed that way. You know how some people's hair is always tossed? Well, his was always tossed like that. He was lying on his bed looking at me, still pointing at the floor like he's ordering me to lie down there. But I wasn't doing nothing, and all the others were saying nothing too. Only one of them was looking at me though, waiting to see what I'd do. The other two were playing cards, mostly on the top bunk like over the freckle fella. What's your name? The other fella who was looking at me goes, and I told my name was Mickey. And they all starts laughing and call me Mickey Mouse like I never heard it before. Then the fellow who asked me my name hops up and goes, That's alright, Clicky. I'll take the floor. And he hopped out on the mattress straight away, straight out like. And all the others starts laughing again, calling me Clicky instead. He seemed alright that fell on the floor though. He told me his own name was Brendan. Then the freckle fellow who was after telling me lay on the floor says, Say not that fella. His voice was all hoarse. I'd say he was sucking the spray paint too long. 
I thought he was telling Brendan not to talk to me, but when I looked over, I knew he was warning me to say nothing to Brendan. Nothing at all, if you know, scuff you, he goes like a threat. That's Clarksy, says Brendan. And the other three laughed, including Clarksy, too and all. Clarksy, said one of the car players, without even looking up from his game. Then Clarksy stomped his foot up in the air to the top bunk above him, where they were playing, and goes, I'll give you Clarksy a faggot. His foot messed up the guards and the betting and the two lads start screaming and running at Clarksy and Clarksy shouts back and it all goes on a while like that. But they were only messing with each other like mostly. When this stops for all that though, Clarksy goes to Brendan all quiet like, Some dopey prick you are, brown dawn, I'm a dawn. But he was only laughing at him too and all. Then he turned away at the face of the wall and said nothing else. He was all talk after that Brendan and he told me again lay down in his bed. When I lay down then, he was asking what's your second name click? Where are you from, Click? What part of Cork, Click? He kept saying Click after everything. Who do you know, Click? Were you ever in here before, Click? All that kind of stuff. And I told him everything. And said it to the whole cell too, because I thought it didn't matter. But it did. When I got to that place first, like, with the two shades, the screws were taken by details and signing me in and telling me stuff. And they told me I could have one phone call a day, and I had to give them two numbers for me to pick from. Obviously, I wasn't going to be calling my mother, but since hers and Tina's were the only numbers I had, I gave them those two anyway. But when I asked if I could call in, they put me in the cell first anyway. So the guard comes back now, when I'm done giving Brendan the answers, and said through the door that I could make my phone call. Tell them fuck all in all, says Clarksy, when your man was opening the door. I went to call my girlfriend, I told the guard when I was walking out, and all the fellas in the cell goes, Woo! He wants to call his girlfriend. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The car players even stopped their game to mock me over it. I didn't care though, because I said it on purpose, so at least they wouldn't think I was a binder lick. He rang Tina anyway for me to screw downstairs and put her on when she answered. She was all tears though, nothing but crying. Bald and crying she was. I only had a few minutes, so I had to keep telling her stop, as I could hear nothing, and she couldn't either. I said I'd be out in a week and there was no way I'd be living at home with my mother after this and I'd find my own place and would she move in with me too like and we'd have our own spot away from everyone else and she goes I can't be going out with you no more if you'll be going to jail and stuff all the time and I told her all that stuff I was in for was before I met her and it wouldn't have got me time only my mother screwed me over and blamed her too Tina like for it and I asked her again if she'd help me get away like Killian got out of it and we'd get a place together when I got back to Cork and Tina goes, I miss you already, Mickey, but I don't know if we'd be allowed to move in together since I'm only 16 and you're only 15. Me, Mickey-like. She turned 16 a couple of weeks before we started going out. They mightn't give us a house at our age, she goes. She was smart, though, Tina. She'd think of things like that. Anyway, before we finished, I told her I'd call her again tomorrow. On the way back then, I got up to the top of the stairs and there was a fellow walking towards me with a guard behind him. I wasn't really looking at him. But when we got up close, your man fell over and, and got me straight in the gut with his elbow or something while he was falling. I could barely breathe from it and he doubled over, winded like. Sorry about that, your man shouts out. I fell, it was an accident. I was on my knees and the same fellow was picking me up with the two screws around us were only standing there. That's all right, I goes. I'm all right, even though I could barely talk. And while he's pulling on my arm, he goes, Tell your mother Terry Toomey says hi. And I looks at him to see if I know him, but I don't. 
All right, sure, I goes and nods at him because I'm surprised that the fellow who fell on me knows who I am and who my mother is and whether she's my mother and all up in Dublin, like. And I feel nearly good about that until I think about it again. Did he know who I was only when he was picking me up, so? What odds would Mr Mulcahy have given me on that one? I'm just going in the door of myself when I know what happened. Your man falling on me wasn't an accident at all, like. He did it on purpose, like. He knew me and wanted to give me a message from my mother. Did Terry Toomey get that fella to do it? Or was he Terry Toomey it could be? And the door was closed behind me before I knew what to do with myself. Because I'm still bent with the pain, holding my stomach and my head is kind of like spinning now and all. And everyone is in their own bunk now. The two car players are back on their own ones, two top bunks. And Clarksy is in his. And Brendan is laying on mine saying, Hey alright Clicky, did you fall? I was in a shock because I didn't know what to do or to say like and I just turned round and sat in my bed but Brendan was going on and on. Did someone do something to you he goes. You need to watch out for yourself in this place click. By the way you're sitting on my bed there click. And I look behind me at him and tell him get up because I need to lay down. But he gets a shock at all then and goes get up. This is my bed clicky yours is on the floor clam. And there's all noise and laughing in the room when I look at the mattress and the floor stayed of it filthy and full of wet spots. I think Manny and Cobrain spat in it too when they were done with their cards, says Brendan. You'd better watch out for them fellas, Clicky. And they all starts laughing again, but one of them goes, Hey, nothing to do with me. Instead of doing anything about it, I fell down on my mattress and just kept in by the wall. And I'm wondering, how did your man even know who I was? Or how I was in here even? Did everyone in this place know who was coming in before they got there? What's your girlfriend's name, Click? And I was thinking then, the only one I said it to was Brendan. And everyone else in my cell, I remembered. But how could they even have had time to say it to anyone else? Or been able to say it to anyone else even? Or what was the chance that someone else would want to say hi to my mother straight away like that? Or to hit me because of it like? i never even seen that fella before. How did he know I was the one he was supposed to give a dig to? Tina, I goes, because he asked. But I still hadn't a clue what was going on. And I fell asleep then when they were mocking me over it soon after, while I was trying to work it all out, I'd say. Even when they were all screaming and laughing and mocking me the whole time. And spitting on me too, I think. I didn't look around or say nothing. <laughs> Next day was bad, like, I don't even want to be going on about it. I was woke up by splashes and noise from piss hitting the pot next to my shoulder. Clarksy was up first and was having a slash next to where I was lying down. You langer, Clarksy! I shouts out when I looked around. There was pots in the cell, see, kept under the bunks mostly, and Clarksy was after putting it down next to me to piss into. Yeah, Clarksy! goes one of the others laughing away. Clarksy said nothing but finished up and before he lay down again he turned to Brendan and gave him a hard dig. That's your fault you dirty cunt he goes to him. I didn't know why like but I know why now. During that day I got two other baitings at least from fellas. It's a bit hard sometimes to know if it's deliberate or just an accident like that would happen anyway. One fella Asher saw me give my eggs to a fella who asked me for it at breakfast. I don't like eggs, me. And scrambled eggs is the worst eggs of all of them. So I scraped mine over to your man, because it was wetting my toast. 
and this massive fat 20 year old fella Asher hopped across the room and bait the shit out of me until the pigs called him off. They didn't even drag him away or nothing, just told him to get back to his food. They left me get a hanky alright to stop the bleeding of my ear. My eye too was all black and blue and half my face was swollen after him. After breakfast, everyone's hanging around the yard and the corridors and I didn't know what to do or who might attack me next because I was getting all stares and calls about Cork or about my mother and I didn't know whether they were saying it because they knew my mother or because they were joking like I had your mother. I think it was some of that like, but some of it too was they knew something about my mother or my mother done something to someone they knew. Whatever it was anyway, I was breaking it by then. And then I seen a fella up there that bay Killian up before. Shane something was his name. He was looking over at me like he was trying to work out who I was. That fellow was selling stuff near our house a few years before that and Killian said what's your name and he wouldn't tell him anything. So the two of us just walks off like and come back a few minutes later with Con and when he seen Con and Killian get out of the car he legged it. They chased him like but he got away. A few days later anyway we were in town in the middle of Patrick Street like and this fella Shane and around four other fellas jumps on Killian and bait the shit out of him just there by the Savoy like. Around two o'clock in the daytime they all hopped on. There was nothing I could do. But we knew who it was at least far as I know Killian and Con got him back later for it. No, he was up here looking over at me. So I went back to myself fast as I could without looking like I was running like because I kind of knew I could keep my back against the wall there at least a bit. When I got in, Clarksy was the only one there lying on his bed already. I wanted to leg it out again straight away but there was nowhere else to go. Any of the rest of them I thought would be better than him. But I went in and turned over my mat and sat down on it. Next Clarksy stood up and goes, Lay down, he goes, pointing at the bed. And I got a shock as I thought he was a bender looking to rape me. He lies down on Brendan's bed then and only laughed at me and goes, I'm not looking to raid you, go on, I'm staying here no one. So anyway, I was in a shock again, but he left me take his bunk bed and he stayed on the other one. And when the others come back, he told Brendan to take the floor because Brendan was after telling me I could take his bed and he squelt on me too. He was around two years older than me, I'd say. All of them were older than me, but he was probably the biggest. Not the oldest, I'd say, but the other two was messing all the time, but not looking to fight like. Just to annoy mostly. Annoy me mostly like. Clarksy was cranky most of the time like and didn't speak much and I didn't know if he'd be able to bait Brendan in a fight. Brendan was a bit wilder like but he took the mat on the floor the next few days after that and said nothing to me about it. He couldn't anyway because I was in Clarksy's bed not his. His name wasn't Clarksy neither. He told me that himself before the others come back that day. His name was Stephen Lark he told me so people in this place called him Larks or mostly. Only Brendan couldn't speak proper like so he called him Clarksy. No, I knew it. He was alright too, Larkser. For the rest of my time up there, I kept getting beaten up or thumped or spat at. My mother kept being brought into it too. And mostly it was my real mother too, and not like a mother joke like. But people know people, and my mother was someone people knew everywhere. Up there even. And they all wanted to get her back. That was obvious by the end of the first day even. Your man Shane something caught me later that second day. I thought he'd be on about Killian, but it was my mam again he was looking to talk about. Hey Mickey, he goes like he knows me, when he comes up to me in the corridor. He had a friend with him and I tried to leg it straight away, but your man grabbed me and dragged me back. There were guards around like, but they couldn't care less. I'm not going to hurt you, he goes. 
I just want the word. I starts off, then shouting at him for beating up Killian on Patrick Street. I called him a scumbag and said he could only do it because he had four other fellas with him, and the only reason they were able to catch him too was because he wasn't looking. But I seen while it was given out to him, he never even remembered that one. And when I was talking about it, he remembers and smiles like Con smiled, except he doesn't have the same bad two Con had that stuck out. I never knew you were Killian's brother, he goes then, like he's tick stupid. He knew sure we had the same mother, so what does that make us so? We have the same father too even, and you can ask anyone that. How's Killian doing, he asked me then. Me and Killian go way back, he says. And I told him then that Killian won't be wrong no more because he got adopted, and he breaks his whole laughing at me. Anyway, after all that, he gets serious and says my mother thinks she's shit out, and she was spotted a man the other day without a care in the world, and she won't get out of there with her legs if she's seen there again, he goes. And I goes, you can do what you like with the bitch for all I care. And Shane starts laughing again, and I'm sorry already, I said it like. And he starts walking away, and then comes back and gives me a thump into my gut again. And when I doubles over, he kneed me in the face. That's for Killian, he goes. If I don't see him, you'll have to do. And he tried to stomp on my head then, but got my shoulder mostly because I turned around. But the pigs ran over and pushed him away, and picked me up and asked if I was alright. But I only pushed them off too, and went back to my room. Later on I wanted to talk to Tina, but it was annoying me too, like what Shane said. But I only could make one phone call, and I was asking the screw if I could have two this one time. And there was no way he'd do it, like the pig. And I goes, I want to ring my girlfriend. And when he was dialing it, I goes, no, I want to ring my mother instead. And he rang her instead. Hello, Mickey, is that you, love? She goes, and I starts crying straight away. I didn't even mean it, or no way, or nothing. But it was my mam like, and when I heard her, I starts bawling like a baby. Are you okay, Mickey? She goes. I'm go mad you're locked up, love. I really am. And I'm trying to talk to her, but I can't even say nothing, and she's all like that. Remember when we used to go down to Red Barn, all of us, and stayed in the hotel? She's saying, and talking about all the fun we had before, like. And it's like all far away, you know, and I'm wondering if it happened really, or was it like in the movie or something? But I can't even think anyway, because I'm still bawling my eyes out and I can't stop. And she keeps talking about all the lovely things, like that, and the good laughs we had, and snuggles and things. And the prick pig says, time up, and I tries talking again, but my mother's only saying, goodbye and I'll see you soon. And it's only for a few more days, and we'll have a party and all when you come back, and Con is getting you a present for your return. And the line goes dead and I'm in shock. Because I didn't even get to say nothing. And I slams down the phone and screams, CUT! And the screw gives up to me then, like I done something wrong. All the next day then I'm wondering who I call. I want to talk to Tina only. But I never got to talk with my mam really. And she could be in danger like. And she's my mam when all said and done like. I didn't want to call too early neither. Because then my call will be gone for the day. And anyway my mam would be probably in bed if I called too early too. And all the fellas are screaming at me and baiting me and calling me all the names. And all I want to do is think about who to call. But I can't get away from no one. Even in my cell, Brendan is like a train in my head that won't stop. If he's not asking me questions, he's going on and on about his horse or home. And I tells him I had a pony too. And when he asked me his name, I just shut my eyes tight and turned him by the wall. And Brendan carries on and on and on like train tracks forever and ever and ever and ever. Anyway, when the time came again, I said I'd better ring my mother, because I'd seen Shane just before that again, and he was looking over at me with a warning face, 
and I knew she'd be a goner, because she'd never keep away from nothing. So I goes to the screw, I want to ring my mother, and he dialed it, and put her on, and she goes, Mickey love, again, and I tells her, shut the fuck up this time, and listen to me, okay? And I tells her about what Shade said, about her being a man, and she was spotted down there, and she needs to stay away, because they'll kill her the next time. And when I'm finished, she waits for more, and then starts laughing, and I have to say what's so funny, because she always waits for me to say what's so funny, she'll never tell me herself what's funny, no, always has to wait for me to say it. And she goes, is that all there is? And I goes, yeah. And she goes, I was down there at the doctor's is why I was down there only. And I goes, yeah, why were you at the doctor's? So, are you sick or what? And she goes, yeah, I got a lump in my belly. And I goes, what? In a shock look. And she goes, yeah, don't you remember I'm pregnant? And then it was my turn to start laughing because I was after forgetting all about that. And here's me thinking that she got the cancer or something when she said it like. And what did the doctor say? So I asked her, and we were mad talking about the baby then only, and what room he or she could take in the house, and what colour the room should be, all that kind of stuff. And the screw goes, time up, and my mother is saying bye, and we're best friends again, and I want to be there to mind her, and the baby like, and I'm sad again that I can't be, and I has a shock then at the end and goes, but you can't be going down to man no more. I goes, and she starts laughing again, but she's gone before we can talk about it like. I swear to God, my head was spinning again by the time I got back to myself. I didn't know by now if I was coming or going, or what day of the week it was, or how long I was locked up already for. Felt like forever. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Out of everywhere. Everything was all over the place like, and complicated. I couldn't even think of nothing without everything mixing up. And always there was pricks everywhere annoying me and messing with me, and poking at me and beating me up and stuff. And there was eggs all over everywhere. Every dinner there was eggs. For breakfast there was eggs. Eggs, eggs, fucking eggs. Doing my head in the whole time. Even next day I was... I never felt so bad before then, I'd say. At that time, like. It was like the whole world had it in for me and I couldn't do nothing about it. I kept away from people, or tried not to get bothered by their crap at least. But I was like half closing my eyes the whole time, hiding away. Away from everything and everybody too, like. I was just waiting to make my phone call so I could talk to Tina and it would be alright then, like for a while at least. But I didn't want to do it too quick either, because I wanted to look forward to it like. So I was back in my room at some stage that day and Narkster was there with a bit of tinfoil and a lighter and he was lighting underneath and smoke at the top off it like. I never seen it before, believe it or not, but I knew it was heroin straight away. I got a small bit of a trill when I seen it, and goes, Are you don't smoke that hair? I couldn't believe it. He was smoking heroin sitting down in his bed like. But Larkser only leaned back and put out his arms with the gear, and I got a shock. He was offering it to me like. Of course I was going to take it. Why wouldn't I? I stuck my head out the door first to make sure no screw or no one was coming. They wasn't. And then I grabbed the gear off him and sat down. Took me a few goes to get a cooking like and get a proper drag. But when I did... <laughs> was like nothing. Was like nothing. Like, was like who invented the world? Like, was like who invented the world? Besides like, God, I mean. Who invented the world? Besides God. I know it was God, like. But God, I know if it was God, a person... But God. I know if who would it have been? Who would it have been?
Like there's only so much space and space, like you know. Space and space, like you know. And all the escape you can make in that space, like you know. In that space, like you know. Is inside that first hit of heroin. That first hit of heroin. The very first one. The very first one. Purest, beautifulest, heavenest, piece of you can give forever. Forever. Amen. When I was in school, first, first day, my mother said, there was big tall windows in the classroom, like. I don't remember them, but my mother told me about it a load of times. And Killian used to be mocking me over it too, like. The windows were very long and tall and only opened up, up at the top, like. She had a long stick, the teacher, to open and close the top of the window. It was up so high, but she looked around one time for me and couldn't find me. But when she looked up at the window, she just saw my legs sticking out into the classroom and my head was out the other side. You should hear my mum tell the story, because she tells about to me, like, saying my arse was dangling and my legs were flaking around and the teacher was screaming and dancing and trying to jump up and lock onto my feet. But I kept going and tumbled out the outside and smashed my face off the floor outside and kept going, like, because when they ran out to get me, I was sitting on the swing across the yard with blood pouring down my face. And my arm was in a sling for ages after it nod. But I didn't care, because all I wanted was to get to the swing I seen through the window. There's a photograph and all of that time, if you don't believe me. Someone's birthday party, and I have my arm in a sling, and half my face was swollen up like it was no up in this place. They never knew how I got to the top of the window, and out of it. I didn't either, like, because I don't remember it anyway. But it was a funny one, definitely. Anyway, same thing happened now, up there, more or less. There was a basketball court, see? And I kind of woke up, although I was awake already, like, hearing all fellas shout at me, pigs and all screaming and roaring they were. I'm sitting in the basket without a care in the world. I see them below, and I don't remember getting up there. But now they're all shouting at me, get down, and nobody see me get up there either. And I'm only looking at them and leaving them off, and someone throws a ball and other shit up at me. But I couldn't care less. Eventually the screws got them to stop, but they can't get me down. Someone got a long stick and all, like the one the teacher had to close the windows, and he shoved it up my arse and tries poking me up and out of the basket, but he never got me out. I robbed the pole off him too, and used it to push anyone away who came near me again. I ended up staying up there the whole night. They locked the door and all. I only came down next day for breakfast. I was walking funny for ages after it too, because it felt like the ring was still around my arse. I have a ring outside me hole and a ring inside it too, I goes. I made it up myself, and when I told it to the others, they all starts laughing every time, and they'd be asking me how I did it and all after that, and fellas be trying to climb up the pole all the time and get over the board and into the basket, but no one could. Mucky Dan Alright got up there and nearly made it over the board too and all. But one of the screws pushed him off with the pole and he fell down. After that they got a ladder and put grease on up high on the two poles so nobody would be able to do it again. But that was the one laugh in the place in fairness.